Hey there, Quajo here. And if you haven't heard my voice, I'm the new host of the Art of Online Business. Quick update on my new offer. I did not expect the initial launch spots to sell out so fast. I'm talking about Facebook ad setup to success, which is one-on-one -on -one Facebook ads coaching for the driven course creator from me, three Zoom calls within a month and unlimited support in between so that you can run your lead generation campaigns, your launch campaigns, your SLO, self-liquidating offer funnels, exactly like I would, getting all my tips and tricks and strategies plus just unlimited support inside of Slack or Voxer or one lady's even doing it from inside of Messenger with screen recordings, Loom recordings, this sort of thing, questions. This is what I'm doing, but all those limited spots that at the initial launch price, they are gone. And I just wanted to explain that out of integrity to the people who took those first spots, um, the price has gone up and there are one, there's one spot maybe two if I do some scheduling jujitsu for May, otherwise we're booking into June. You can click on the link in the description below to find out more, or you can go to theartofonlinebusiness.com forward slash call if you need that kind of one-on-one -on -one Facebook help. All right, back to the episode. The copy is all the things that you just mentioned, and it's all the words that you use in your business. And especially if you're online, all those words are doing the talking for you. So, you know, you're not out going door to door and selling to everybody who is your customer. They're coming to your website or your landing page or seeing your tweets or all those things. And those are standing in for you. They're basically, you know, if you do a good enough job of sounding like you, those are like a hologram of you. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. I'm Rick Mulready. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate you listening in. Got my Bulletproof coffee going here um, about a halfway through. I don't have it every day anymore, but uh, really enjoying it right now because today we've got a great episode for you, episode number 77, and we're going to be talking about copywriting, something that we haven't covered on the show here for a little while now, and I'm really psyched to be welcoming Laura Belgray onto the show today. Laura is going to be sharing her framework for writing great copy and her three keys that all of your copywriting needs to include, whether that's your email writing, your ad, your ad copy, sales pages, etc. And for those of you guys who don't know who Laura is, she's been a professional writer for almost 20 years now, having written promos and launch campaigns and online content and a whole host of other stuff for TV channels like Bravo, NBC, HBO, VH1, and other channels. She also teaches entrepreneurs how to write better copy, and she's partnered with Marie Forleo on a great copywriting course called The Copy Cure, which you'll hear a little bit more about at the end of today's episode. Now, I do want to give you a heads up. There's a little bit of swearing in the episode today, so if you've got kids around or you're at work listening, you may want to put those earbuds in, and we also go a little bit longer than usual today, so I want to jump right into it. So let's go hang out with Laura Belgray. All right, Laura, welcome to the Art of Pay Traffic. How's it going? 
It's going great, Rick. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you on because uh, we have a mutual, we have actually a couple mutual friends uh, in Marie Forleo and Amy Porterfield. And it's been a little while since we've talked about copywriting here on the show. And I know this is your, this is your expertise. This is something that you are really, really good at. So I'm really excited to be talking to you uh, about copywriting here on the show today because it's something that we were actually talking before I hit record here. We're, it's just something that so many people struggle with in, in being themselves in, in their, in their, their copy. And when we say copy, we're talking about <clears throat> Facebook posts or emails or, you know, sales pages or landing pages or Facebook ad copy, whatever it might be. And, you know, it's a, it's a struggle sometimes because people think they have to be this certain type of person when they're writing that copy. But when it, re- when reality, it really comes down to just sounding human. And I know that you have some tips for for sounding human. So let's let's start up there. I do. I well, I have tips for making it all sing because here's the thing: your copy is, and and copy is all the things that you just mentioned, and it's all the words that you use in your business, and especially if you're online, all those words are doing the talking for you. So you know you're not out going door to door and selling to everybody who is your customer, they're coming to your website or your landing page or seeing your tweets or all those things. And those are standing in for you. They're basically, you know, if you do a good enough job of sounding like you, those are like a hologram of you or the the best you that there is. Um, And, and it's building, your words are building relationships for you and making people fall in love with you. And, you know, your words the words that you use more than anything else, because you're not communicating through interpretive dance, right? Sure. Um, but <laughs> most people are. But and most people are not. Um, or, but even more than photos, and those those can do a lot in graphics. But your words are what really make the difference between somebody clicking around your site, say, and saying, "Oh my God, I want that," and pulling out their credit card, or clicking away, either in confusion or disgust or just disinterest Mm -hmm. so you know so that's that's it that's all great um the question is how do we write good copy you know what makes it good and and i'm going to cover a big part of it is sounding like you so i'm going to cover exactly how to do that but um i have a system that is uh that i like to call cpr which um is not you know just like regular cpr it's a Sanford cardiopulmonary resuscitation yeah, I was, I was, that, we should, that we should all know how to do. Um, and I totally forget how to do. I think I learned it in, uh, in swim class. In, I think it's um, changed in since, since, I think changed? We, since we learned it. I think it's changed. Like, I think like the count is different now. I don't know. It's oh, now I, now I want to know. Do not have a heart attack near me because I don't know what to do anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I knew how to like do a mouth sweep and blow into someone's mouth, which I've never tried on. a The mouth that. sweep. You got to hook your finger. <laughs> Yeah, you got to hook your finger and then take the algae out of the mouth and all that. Um, so, but CPR in copy, I'm trying to think, should I tell you what it all stands for? No, I'm going to, I'm going to start with the C. I'm going to tell you as we go on what it stands for. So the C in CPR stands for clarity. So pretty much is your copy completely clear? Like, does it jump off the page and let us know immediately what this is, who it's for, and what it does for you. Um, and so often it does not. People make huge mistakes um, and 
that completely muddies their copy so that it's not clear. And the biggest mistake that I've seen that messes with clarity is trying to get too fancy. So this definitely enters into sounding like a human. Mm-hmm. Um, people use it, you know, jargon, buzzwords, words that sound like, um, that sound, prof- they think sound professional and slick. So, and we're, and these words end up meaning nothing. So you see this a lot on home pages. and I'll give you an example. Um, <laughs> a tag, this form of tagline I see everywhere is the three word tagline. It's like word, period, word, period, word, period, like, you know, eat food, play, or, um, one I see all the time is like engage, connect, thrive. And what does that mean? You know, that's using up real estate and it's the first thing we see and we want to know what this place is and it's telling us nothing. So we don't know if engage, connect, thrive means, you know, is this a social media, um, you know, social media service for artists or is it a social hall for senior citizens who are recovering from a stroke, you know, engage, connect, thrive. Um, So, you know, we want to be really clear, especially, especially on the homepage everywhere. But, you know, think somebody who's never seen, met, never met you before, doesn't know what your business is, maybe found it through Google, lands there. Um, is it immediately clear what it is? So, like, I worked on a homepage with a client that it said, we offer boutique IT solutions for the new millennium. Mm. Do you have any idea what that means? It sounds really fancy, but I have no idea what that means. <laughs> right. So I dug around with her and figured out who it was for and what they helped with and all that. And we changed it to, we changed the line to, um, are you an IT manager trying to tackle SAP? We are your godsend. Mm. I don't even remember what SAP is, but the person landing there knows what it is. Sure. Yeah. And is having a hell of a time dealing with it and is getting calls at, you know, 3 a.m. saying our SAP is down or something like that. So this is speaking right to that person. They land there. They know that it's for them and their problem. So no jargon. No jargon. No, and just keeping it clear and simple. Are there any tips for for actually for doing that? Because I get caught up in that myself where I I often think that because I run into the trap of, well, I know what this is, so I'm assuming that the person I'm writing to or, you know, talking about on my, on my page is going to know the same thing. And so I kind of have to step back and be like, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm making a lot of assumptions here. So are there any tips to being, you know, having that or heading more towards that clarity in your copy? Yeah, well, that's exactly what you just said, stepping back and considering, thinking about the context of this person, like, where is this person coming from? What is leading them to either your site or where are they when they're reading your copy, whether it's your site or a tweet? Um, are they, you know, you know, they are not in your head. What headspace are they in? What are they thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, what if they, if it's through Google or a referral, what question have they just asked? What problem are they facing that led them to you? So, you know, is it... um Is it how do I make money from the traffic? Like, how do I make money from the visitors to my site? The art of paid traffic, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Or, you know, is it nobody, you know, none of my my site visitors 
ever convert. Mm. You want to think, you want to think what is the problem they're coming to you with? And then how do you answer that in a few words so that immediately they know they're in the right place? So definitely consider the context. And then here's another really specific technique to make your copy more clear. You want to get rid of the word clutter, not not the word quote clutter. I mean clutter of uh, clutter of words. That's what I thought you um, meant at first. <laughs> yes, word clutter, <laughs> word clutter. You can use the word clutter, but you want to get word rid of word <laughs> clutter. So so like imagine, um, do you have a junk drawer in your house? Uh, I do. Yeah, it drives me crazy. Me too. I mean, it, I, I have to confess that in my house, um, every drawer of mine is the junk drawer. <laughs> It's embarrassing. And my, and my husband's drawers are all beautiful. So if you, if you were to compare my junk drawer, um, which is full of like scissors and tape and like tape spools that are actually empty <laughs> and dried up pens and bills that I didn't open and probably something from, um, you know, for jury duty, uh, and some old, um, thumb drives. I don't know what's on them, all that stuff. If I'm looking for something in that drawer, like a working pen, I'm not going to find it. Right. If I open my husband's drawer, there, there's just there's nothing but like a single business card and two beautiful pens. That's what you want your copy to be. You want it to be a business card and two beautiful pens instead of a hump, just a jumble of junk. Right. So the way you do that is you want to cut out all the unnecessary words and all the big words. You want to narrow, whittle it down to only the words that are necessary and, um, and, and words that are really simple and short. You don't want to use, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this example before. You don't want to use the word utilize when you could say use. Like, you know, may I utilize your phone for a second? No. Say, yeah. may I use your phone for a second? So let me give you just an example of the kind of cluttered writing that I see all the time. Mm-hmm that completely wastes the page and makes our eyes glaze over. Um, this is a typical thing I'll see on an about page. It says something like this mission came about because from a very young age, I have firmly believed deep in my heart of hearts. What is my true core value that fundamentally and innately it is a universal truth that every child deserves to learn how to read. Did you mm. get through that? Uh, I was <laughs> trying to follow you there. <laughs> how about, Every child deserves to learn how to read. Period. Period. Yeah. So get rid of all the junk. You can get rid of all the stuff that you cushion your statements with. A lot of time we cushion what we have to say with a lot of I believe and in my heart of hearts. And it's my, you know, it is my deep desire and passion. All this stuff, all this build up to what we really want to say. I love this because this is so relevant to regardless of any type of copy that you're writing, whether it's your about page or your home page or your sales page or you know an opt-in page or your ad copy, whatever that might be, clarity is definitely going to be king here. Like You've got to be going for clarity. Yep. It is king and queen. It's all rolled into one. Um, it, yeah. If, if, if it's not clear, people will click away yeah. or they won't even notice it. Their eyes glaze over. What about, I, I heard this stat yesterday that sort of the average, and I don't know if this is true or not, but they said the average reading level in the United States is like fifth grade reading level. And so oh, yeah. when you're writing your, <laughs> your ad copy, think about 
writing on the fifth grade, you know, reading level level. Is that yeah. like, are, do you, when you're thinking about clarity in your copy, are you thinking about that as well? And, and you kind of just touched on, I'm assuming that, that that's the reason is that rather than using words like utilize, you just use a word like use. So using these more shorter, more simple words instead of these big extravagant words. Absolutely. And I'm all for precision with words. If there is a word that means, if there's a word that is just so perfect and it happens to be a complex word um, and it's the only word that will do, go ahead and use it. I can't even think of one right now. But you want to use those big words sparingly. And it's not because your audience is dumb or uneducated. Mm -hmm. It's because we have a short attention span. And when we're reading, you know, when we're reading, um, picking up a novel, we might want to get into something more literary and we focus our attention on the beauty of the words. But when we're reading online, we just want to, we want the point. And, and not only that, but there's really nothing wrong with a sixth grade or fifth grade reading level in terms of writing. That doesn't make, make it bad writing or dumb writing. Like I read To Kill a Mockingbird, I think, in sixth grade. What mm. a great book. Yep. It it just because it's lacking huge words doesn't mean that it's dumb. Right. So yeah, don't be afraid to make your writing as simple and brief and spare as possible. Awesome. With, awesome. Sh- with short words, and that will make it more clear. That will give you clarity, which is our C. Yeah. What's the P? What's wanna, the P you you are like chomping at the bit to move on to P, aren't you? I, well, so. I am because I'm thinking <laughs> about so many different examples of of how this affects me in my writing. So yeah, let's talk about P. Oh, good. Okay. So P stands for personality. And a lot of, you know, the the main word in personality is, I know you're thinking ality, but it's person. Right. The main P, that, that is the root of personality. You want your copy to sound like a person. And usually you want it to sound like you especially if you have a personality driven business, if you are the face of your, if you're the face of your business. But at any rate, if you're not, you still want it to sound like a person. You want it to sound human. And I, I'm sure, you know, most people, especially people who are trained as writers struggle with this because, you know, first of all, we've got all this, all this learning from our English teachers <laughs> Yep. And we've been we've been told to write in complete sentences and we've been told to write everything out formally. And when we start writing, you know, we know a lot of us know that we want it to sound we want our writing to sound like we talk, but we still struggle to do that because we sit down to write. We say, OK, I'm going to I'm going to write like I talk. And then we sit down to write and somehow manage to put on this mental either a, a beret you know, and, and we all of a sudden think that we are um, a 14th century writer in a garret in Paris. <laughs> or, or we put on like a, a mental power suit with a briefcase. And all of a sudden, you, you know, you're saying like, hello, I am an ambitious, detail-oriented professional succeeding in the modern workplace. And I'm going to write as such. Yeah. And, uh, and it all comes out sounding terrible. So... The first thing that you want to do when you're trying to write like you talk is use contractions. So contractions um, are, well, 
you know, you're familiar with the apostrophe key. Mm-hmm. Your, pink, your, your right pinky should touch it if you're touch typing. You want to use that apostrophe. Contractions are those words that use the apostrophe. Um, there are combo words like, you know, instead of I will, I'll, I'll, you will, we're, they're, um, she's, he's. You know what I'm talking about? So it sounds really simple, but people forget to use contractions. And the writing comes out sounding like, you know, hello, I am so glad that you are here. If you are passionate regarding banana bread, as are many individuals worldwide, then this site mm-hmm. is made for you. Right. You know, right. instead of just, hey, I'm glad you're here. If you're passionate about banana bread and who isn't, then this site's made for you. Yeah. You know, so just use contractions in there. I'm glad you're here. If you are passionate about banana bread and who isn't, those are all contractions, then this site's made for you. So that's a really simple trick, and it sounds like uh, no duh, but you'd be shocked at how many people are not using contractions. I think it's been drilled into our heads that contractions are wrong because our English teacher took a red pen and circled all of those in our papers. Right. And the same with slang. Like, to the, uh-huh. that's kind of like, it just kind of goes along with contractions. Like, what do you think about slang? And the, the word I'm kind of uh, thinking about as you're, as you're talking about this and like writing like you're, like you're talking is like words like gonna, G-O-N-N-A. You know, it's funny. Gonna is a very specific example that I, I'm never sure how I feel about okay. because for some, I don't know why, for some reason it always sounds, it always looks um, goofy to me in a way I don't like, but it is, I, I, in general, I am for using slang, okay. like instead of saying, um, like for, first of all, being, being colloquial, like let's wrap this up. Mm-hmm. That's slang instead of let's draw this to a conclusion right, right. or, um, or, you know, is your, uh, are you worried your son's becoming a little stud muffin? Rather than, are you worried your son is becoming sexually promiscuous? Yeah. yeah. I am for, I'm very much for slang. That doesn't mean that you have to be completely over the top sassy pants. Right. And say like, you know, hey, sugar tits. I'm, oh, I don't know if this is a family friendly <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I just dropped a Mel Gibson. I'll, I'll, I'll caveat it in the, in the beginning. Okay. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, hey, sugar tits are about, you know, hey, sugar. Um, you know, like put your, put your doggies up and pour yourself a cup of Java right? and, you don't, know, right. don't be too over <laughs> and the let's top. get jabbing. Don't be too over the top unless that's really you. And that's how you want to come across. I think people are overdoing the slang a little bit and overdoing, um, overdoing swear words. I'm, I'm all for a well-placed F-bomb, mm-hmm. but I think people are now overdoing it because they want to sound like some of their online heroes like Marie and Marie doesn't even use the Marie Forlia. Sorry. Marie doesn't even use those anymore. She's cleaned up her language a lot. Um, and once in a while she'll say earmuffs, you know, and drop a well-placed F bomb, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. But I'd say, don't, you know, don't do it just for the sake of it or just because you want to sound sassy. Um, because you think that's the way to sound now sound like yourself, but I, I definitely use the colloquial words, all the slang that you'd normally use. 
Now, with with that, I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking of very of a very specific example of actually an email I, I wrote this morning to send out to my list, and we were talking. Uh-huh. I was mentioning a, a new article that I just updated, and I was talking about it's you know holy cow it's all of a sudden March, and I was using examples of that means like now you know now now that it's March that means, and I was kind of <laughs> thinking about examples of okay what does that mean. Uh, now that it's March and in my mind, I went to like, okay, the new house of cards season is starting this week. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. I I'm sorry it, to interrupt. I'm I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Go um, on, go on. We're like a month away from the new season of game of Thrones, you know, March madness is here. Um, talk to me about using examples like that because that's how I am thinking about it. And that's how I would talk. But I don't know necessarily that everybody's going to get those references. Oh, no, not everybody is going to. And that's the beauty of it is that you are calling out to you don't want everybody. And we're going to get to that in the R of CPR. But um, for sure, you pretty much you want to attract people who are like you and dig you. And I assume. Um, If, you know, if you're for everybody, then you're for nobody. So if you've decided that you are for people in, you know, with similar pop cultural references, maybe of a similar age or not necessarily, but the same pop cultural awareness and loves and likes as you have, you definitely want to use those references. That's going to, those are like a, a dog whistle to people who think like you do and who are into what you're into and who are going to be attracted to you and love you and, and buy from you mm-hmm. because of that. Like that's how we make friends Yeah, is yeah. similar likes and, and dropping the, and pop cultural references and, and brand names and things like that. Those are like smelling salts to your reader. They love those brand names and, and TV show names and, um, specifics like that. And, and that's what actually what I was just going to get into another way to put personality into your writing is by using specifics like that, um, by painting a picture and, you know, getting away from vague language and using specifics that will appeal to your customer, your buyer, your client. So instead of saying like financially experienced no, or finally experience financial freedom, mm-hmm. which is just vague, blah, wordy language. You want something specific like, you know, what does that mean to the person? Is it finally have the dough to spring for that last minute getaway to Marrakesh? You know, is that the thing they're into? Mm-hmm. Or is it finally have the bucks to say, hey, guys, drinks are on me or or hey, ladies, woo-woo shots are on me. Depends what your what your audience is. Right. Um, but but using specifics is really key to having putting personality in, and especially your favorite specifics, the ones that you that appeal to you. If you have a like-minded, what I'm thinking about too now, as you're, as we're talking about personality, is you know, so many people ask me about writing ad copy for Facebook ads and. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best tips that I uh, that I can give people when we're talking about that is that remembering that Facebook is the, remembering the type of platform that Facebook is. You know, and, and remembering the mindset of people that are on Facebook. It's a very personal platform. People are on there sharing, you know, stuff with their friends and family, whether it's an update or a picture or video or whatever it might be. So 
letting your personality shine through in that ad copy and talking and don't being so formal, which is exactly what we're talking about here. Don't be so formal, kind of let your hair down a little bit, if you will, and and just kind of talk to your potential target audience here on Facebook as if you were sitting down, you know, over coffee with them and, and just not just losing the formality and, and just letting your personality shine through. Oh, completely. And that's everywhere. But Facebook is a great example because you're scrolling through Facebook and everybody's everybody's post is personal. Yeah. Um, it's like what you know, even if they're posting, reposting something from like John Oliver mm-hmm. um, on HBO, they'll say like this you know, I know this has been posted a lot, but this blew me away. Yeah. Or I cannot believe what's happening in this country. You've got to watch this. I've watched it three times. So some sort of introduction like that to your own Facebook ad is really going to be effective because you want to be, people are expecting your personality in a post. Otherwise, they just say ad and yeah. scroll past and it. Move that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is the, let's move on to the R in our CPR. Yeah. Okay, so we've done clarity and personality. Now we are up to resonance. And this is the biggie. I mean, this is the culmination of, of everything. You know, I'm sure you hear, hear the word resonate all the time mm-hmm. now. Like, oh, that really resonates with me, or I really resonate with that, which is kind of, which is not the way to use the word, but everyone does. Um, so resonance is, it's basically, it, it means striking a chord hitting home or hitting someone in the solar plexus or, or in the wallet, it, writing copy that means something to the person you are talking to. And that's all about knowing who you're talking to. Mm. You've got an, like I said before, if you are for everybody, then you're for nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody, I, and, and people are really resistant to the idea of a, an ideal customer avatar Sometimes they think it's not necessary or they're afraid to, and that's deciding, ex- you know, painting a picture of exactly who your customer is. Yeah, I was going to ask um, you how, what, what you feel mm-hmm. about that. Well, I think that it is absolutely necessary to decide who you're talking to. And it might not be a particular age. It might not be someone with a particular color hair. But for one thing, the idea, the exercise of creating an ideal customer avatar, creating a particular person, um, that you are selling to, to have in your head. It's not just so that you can focus on that one kind of person and only sell to them. It's not like you create it so that you only sell to 35-year-old blonde-haired women who live in Westchester and have a dog. Mm-hmm. It is so that you have somebody in your head that you're writing to, and it keeps you in the frame of mind of writing to one person. And one particular person and knowing how you speak to that person. So that's one use for it. And the other is just being in knowing what um, what words that person uses in their head, getting right to the core of their biggest pain points or desires or fears. Right. Because um, that is what gives us resonance. So let me let me tell you how to how to create resonance. Yeah. All right, you want to get away, we've talked about this, get away from insider buzzwords. You want to use language that excites your audience or your your ideal customer, not just you. And you want to figure out, really figure out who are you talking to? What keeps them up at night? What do they, 
we like to call it their their wet dreams and night sweats. <laughs> um, so that's both their their greatest desires, the things that keep them up at night, their greatest desires, and the things that um, that make them toss and turn, the, their biggest fears or things that they problems they can't get rid of, things they need to solve. Um, or to put it another way, what does this person wish for when he or she blows out the birthday candles? Mm. Oh, I love that. I've never heard that before. No, that's that's what I made up because I think because it was actually something that nagged at me certain themes in my life that every year for years and years, I would wish for the same thing blowing up my birthday candles. That's the, you know, the biggest problem in my life is the thing that I wish to solve oh. when I blow up my birthday candles. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, it used to be like, oh, I, you know, I, I was really weight conscious when I was a kid. I wasn't really fat looking back, but I thought I was. And I, every year I would wish I, you know, I wish I were skinny. Um, and it wasn't like, I wish I could release weight, which is something mm-hmm. that, <laughs> a way that a lot of people put it now. Um, so I'll give you an example. Uh, the client of a client of mine um, who's a financial planner for divorced women, right? And his homepage said, helping divorced women make sure their money is aligned with their values. Okay, so no woman who's going through a divorce or, or is divorced is up at night, like at 3 a.m., thinking, oh, my God, my money is not aligned with my values. Like if only someone could help me align my money with my values, then my life would be perfect. So we change that to life goes on after divorce. Make sure your money does too. Mm. Because, right, because first of all, it offers a little bit of hope. You know, they're they're thinking like, is is my life over? Um, How am I going to start over? Like, is, is this it for me? You know, what, what next? And they're also freaked out about money lasting. That's what keeps them up at night. Make sure your money does too. Mm -hmm. Make sure your money goes on too. Um, Okay. Here's another example of, of resonance. So I had a client who helped parents with their misbehaved kids. And she had as a header on our site, learn to transform your timeouts. I don't know what that means. Okay. I know that nobody is up at night thinking I need a new, like I need to transform my timeouts. Right. I need a whole new kind of timeouts. Like if only I could revolutionize my timeouts. <laughs> that's not what they want. That first of all, that's the process. Like the timeout is the process to making their kids behave. They want the well-behaved kid. Yeah. So we changed it to have kids you can take anywhere without being an ogre. Mm. So it turned out the parents' concern, like the people she was working with, are don't want to yell. They don't want to be mean. They don't want to be the shitty, strict, mean parent, but they, want, but they don't know what to do with their kid. And their kid is having a meltdown in Chuck E. Cheese. And they're looking around going like, oh, man, why don't I have kids like that over there? So have kids you can take anywhere was speaking to what they really wanted. Yeah, and I think this one... Uh, for me personally, this one really, <laughs> it resonates <laughs> with, with the first one with clarity, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, using those simpler words and just kind of talking like we are writing, like we are talking or would talk and not like that, that transform your timeouts is like, is a great example. I love that because yeah, I was thinking, I was like, what does that mean? I know what a timeout is, but wait, <laughs> what, are, what are we talking about here? And right. you know, I, I, I love that. I love that. So, um, 
this is really I I love when we were talking about you know having you on the show here and you know we've talked a lot about copywriting here on the podcast but not to this sort of like breaking it down to these are the three key things that every you know bit of writing that you do should have again whether it's your email writing or your ad copy or your landing page or your about page whatever that might be um, you know, breaking it down to these three things. And I love the acronym CPR for clarity, personality, and, and resonance. Is there anything that we didn't cover within these, uh, this, this acronym here? No, I don't think so. I mean, there are definitely lots and lots of techniques that you can use lots of, we have a whole arsenal, um, that you can use to create clarity, personality, and resonance. So in no way did I cover everything that you can do and sure. should do and all the examples of, um, of basically good and bad of before and after. But those are really, if you have those down, if, you, if it is clear, full of personality, and resonant, if your copy strikes a chord, if it achieves those three things, it is going to connect and convert. I love that. Which is what you want. And so I want to give people, so TalkingShrimp.com is your your online home, if you will. Tell us a little bit more about that. But I also know you have Copy Cure, which is a copywriting course that you partnered with Marie Forleo to create, um, which to your point just a second ago, to share you know more examples and more how-tos and all that stuff. I know that you dive more deeply into that. So tell us about your site and also uh, the Copy Copy Cure course. Yes. Okay. So thank you for mentioning both of those for the plug. So Talking Shrimp is my company and it is where you can find me, hire me to help you one-on-one with your copy. Um, you can, I, I do two forms of copywriting. One is for entrepreneurs and small businesses, helping them with all the kinds of copy that we just talked about. And then the other is for TV companies, um, TV networks and production companies. And I help them, create promos for their own shows so if you're if you're a tv fan you can also check out my reel and i have a reel of spots on there that i've done for shows like um for networks like bravo and tbs and nbc and all that kind of stuff and so you can hire me you can check out my reel you can read my blog which is rarely about copywriting it is more personal random sometimes about business sometimes it's you know, business rant. Um, I do a lot of ranting on it. <laughs> not, you know, not incoherent, you know, mad ranting, but um, I try to keep it tight. So, <laughs> so you can find me over there. And then I kept saying we a lot during this interview, like we have a bunch of tricks for that. Mm. And when I said we, I was referring to me and Marie Forleo in our program, The Copy Cure. And so if you go to thecopycure.com, we have a free class that actually covers CPR. So if you want to review, you can listen to this podcast again, and you can dig more, dig deeper into CPR with our free class. And you can get our course, The Copy Cure, which is, um, you know, to use another Netflix reference, House of Cards reference. Yeah, yeah. Um, or actually not Netflix. This is AMC. We call it, we consider it the breaking bad of copywriting courses because it's completely binge watchable. It's under five hours. You can sit and watch it in, in an afternoon. It's not going to, you know, that doesn't include practice time. Sure. Sure. But 
it, we really meant it to be entertaining and easy to absorb, and it will make you a better writer in under five hours. That's guaranteed. Awesome. Awesome. I've, I've checked it out. It's a, it's a great course. And just the way that you put that, like, it will make you, a, make you a better writer because of the way that you guys present it is absolutely true. So I'll be Thank sure to link up TalkingShrimp.com and The Copy Cure uh, over in the show notes page for today's episode. Laura, this has been really, really great. Some, such great information. Really enjoyed talking to you. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And as you promised, it was like sitting down and having a cup of coffee. Oh, cool. In fact, I was drinking coffee while we were talking. So (laughs) Nice. Nice. Glad to hear. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hope you got a lot out of this one with Laura today. Be sure and check out the show notes page for all the links that we talked about during the episode today, which is over at rickmulready.com forward slash 77. I also want to let you know that I'm getting ready to reopen my flagship program, the FB Advantage, in just a couple of weeks in early April. It's completely revamped this time around, teaching you exactly how to create an automated system that gets leads and sales every single day using Facebook ads. Also included when you join the course this time around, it's going to be a live two-day event here in San Diego. I'm super excited to be doing this. So make sure to hop on my email list over at rickmulready.com to be, uh, to, so that you are the first to know when enrollment opens up. Coming up here in the podcast, I've been getting a lot of requests for case study episodes. So I've got some Facebook ads case studies coming your way. Also got a Q&A episode coming up. So if you have questions that you'd like me to answer here on the show, tweet me at Rick Mulready. You can email me, which is support at rickmulready.com or simply leave a comment over on the show notes page, rickmulready.com forward slash 77. All right, my friends, that is all for today's episode. So until then, keep testing your pay traffic to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.